Ladies and gentlemen, it's a Mingreen Nation podcast. Welcome to it with me as usual during football season. Uh, Mr. Aldo of Vina, how you doing this fine Sunday morning? I am uh, good. <laughs> I'm awake. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, Sundays are always just a little bit better after a Mean Green win. Uh, even if, you know, uh, let's say they got a C plus, you know, maybe a B minus on the report card. And now you might be saying, well, you know, like as some people were last night, like, you know, you should be happy that you could see the, the, the game. You know, it's on the Internet. And you're watching it. And that's true. I am grateful I can see it on ESPN. However, um, like the the camera was like zoomed in and it was like shaky and there was like film over it. You know what I mean? And there was like water on it. Nobody wiped the camera down. Um, you know, and like the color grading was bad. And it, like, you know, it was not the best of the best. I know you're like, well, it's Texas Southern. But much like the North Texas football team, right? We still should hold ourselves to a standard. I mean, you can't just be like, ah, well, it's an easy one. I'm going to watch. Let's just not do a great job, right? That's um, not how you do Nobody's things. Nobody's watching anyway. Yeah. I mean, Nick Saban went to Stanford, you know? Uh, uh, this guy, what is he doing? Right, so, um, the growing stream platform, man. Whatever. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, so and there was, you know, arguments about it. Like, so here's the deal, right? North Texas won big, big time win. I think most points since the last time we played in FCS school. Uh, you know, good times all around, I guess. Uh, I think if you've watched this team, um, if you know a little bit about uh, some some football, then you're like, you know what? There's some um, room for improvement. Uh, and you know, like uh, you went to the game, right? Did you get to sit up in the in the club seats? Were you in the super cool spots? No, I was I was sitting in the tail. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I think I I was looking for you in the tail. I wonder if I could see you over there. So, uh, how was it? Was it good? Was it fun compared to last week? Because last week apparently was the worst experience anybody's ever had at a football game. <laughs> said that, said a lot of people. Um, it didn't have as much energy as there was last week. Uh, I got there at to tailgate maybe around four o'clock. Um, so a little late in the day, but even then it was pretty quiet out there. Uh, everybody was just like going through the motions to get to the game. Um, I think part of it is, is obviously the loss from last week, but also we're going in to play an FCS squad. So yeah. it's like, okay, I mean, you know, it is what it is. We're paying them to, to play us inside yeah. the stadium. <laughs> well, yeah, I was just going to say, I think if you're going to play, you have to play maybe one FCS squad, right? Just depending on the schedule things. I think you want to play in week one, right? You do it week one because everybody's going to be there because it's a home game, right? First game of the season, everybody's excited. You play them, and then you blow them out, and then everybody's happy about it. I think that's the one you do it. I don't like playing an FCS school week three. You know what I mean? We've already seen this team. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but, you know it happens. I I don't know. Whatever. I don't. But uh, did it further reinforce some of the things that we've been seeing so far this this season? So yeah, last week I think I called it. Um, uh, it, it's basically you know like a scrimmage, and you know it's not really a knock on Texas Southern, did you, but it's just facts, right? Like they they don't have as good of athletes from one to fifty three as uh you know, 
just pick out a number as North Texas does, right? Um, even like you know the the walk-ons, the preferred walk-ons at North Texas are a little bit better of a football player, not necessarily athletes and all this other stuff, but football player overall than what Texas Southern has. Now Texas Southern has some dudes, and we saw them get loose, and that was sort of a problem. Um, but you know, like the the resource allocation, it's it's uneven, and so North Texas really should be blown out. Texas Southern. Texas Southern is not even a good FCS team, a SWAT conference team. They got beat up last week by Prairie View. Um, and so, you know, they, they bounce back, whatever. They, you know, they, they have pride, all that good stuff. I, I don't mean any of this to take away from Texas Southern. But, you know, uh, this is about North Texas. If I was coaching up this team, that's why I'd be saying, look, this is about us. We're, we can pick the score and we'll win, right? And they basically did 59 points, 35 in the second quarter. They handled business. They got you know, easy walk-in touchdowns, like kind of like four of them where they were just standing up. Um, That was going to happen, right? But we didn't want that to be the way we won. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't just like, well, we didn't block right, but since we're superior, you know, we just bounced off a dude and then chucked it 50 yards and the guy caught it just because he's faster, right? We want it to be running the right routes. Don't just... You know, I'm free throughout. I'm just gonna run because I'm faster than this guy. That doesn't really improve us as a football team. And then defensively, it was like stay in your assignments. You know, what I mean, we should be able to shut them down, make the tackles when we need to make the tackles, that kind of stuff. So I thought that at least offensively, it was more of a B, B plus. Uh, I saw Onik throwing it high. You know, uh, Gennell threw an interception that was bad. Uh, at least he got in the game. Um, the the line was letting um Attaway get hit in the backfield. Um and, you know, we didn't really dominate in the run game the way I expected us to. Uh but we killed it in the pass game. Uh once we started once we sort of found our rhythm, guys just catching in easy runs for touchdowns. Uh Jair Shorter scored also. Defensively, what are we doing? You know, guys are getting confused. There's like a cornerbacks and secondary guys looking around like what's happening? Uh Texas Southern was going tempo, and they just they're walking up and down the field. They had 27 points, which I think is ridiculous. Also, the line was 35, and we beat them by 32. So you know, <laughs> that's not good. Are right. you terrible against the spread? Uh, I think eh, we're like 50-50 is basically it. But all right, those are my collected thoughts. I think just that's the initial reaction to the whole thing, right? Why I think it was good, 59-27. That's a good, but it doesn't tell us a whole lot about it tells us about this team it says like uh there's still some questions about the attention to detail and the ability to execute and you know play to a standard that kind of stuff what do you think aldo um I, i think you hit a lot of the points that i wanted to hit um that that we have a lot of weaknesses that were really reinforced or or highlighted against an fcs team you know sure on like you said we we won but it was like the sloppiest win we've had in a while because uh, a lot of the offense came from broken coverage. You know, there was on that long burns touchdown. It was one cornerback defending two wide receivers. (laughs) And like you immediately saw it. You're like, there's, there's only one guy over there and uh, they saw it too. And and so Burns uh, went for a 70 yard score. Um, The two touchdowns to the right um, to Macklin. And I think, uh, I can't remember. Oh, I think J- that might J- have been shorter, shorter, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think they were the same routes. Um, 
where where the coverage just pressed against the line, uh, the the defensive coverage pressed against the line, and they just ran behind them because they were just flat footed right there. Uh, those were great passes by Ani. I think, like I mentioned in the in the chat, that it was the the best passes that with anticipation that that Ani had ever had. Uh, but then he follows it up with with several passes in a row that were way too high. Um, as you know, I'm sitting behind the, I'm sitting in the tail, so I'm able to see the the line blocking, and they couldn't get anything done. Like uh, they they just had to. It was Attaway and um, Adayi having to work really hard to to break through the line. Uh, there were a lot of big holes out there. They would they would um, get blocked occasionally, but. Um, overall on offense, it was just, it wasn't clean. We didn't overpower them like we should have. It was more about broken coverages. On defense, uh, Tejada was getting a lot of help, um, a lot of safety help over there. Uh, but still was, was not, I mean, he's a freshman, right? He was, he's pretty young. He's new to the team. Yeah, he played last year, but I mean, uh, uh, I, I mean, he's. I think he's on the the front half of his uh, eligibility. Yeah, yeah. So he was he's been thrust into this role, and uh, he's struggling a little bit. Um, he's, and I think I think that's the the a, a big weakness over there. I mean, Gaddy's been um, in that game. He was he was all right. You know, he wasn't looked. He wasn't usually targeted on his side. Um, but when he was, the the receiver was overpowering him on the on the 50 50 balls hmm. um i oh and and because of the the help that they've got to give to the cornerbacks of, uh, with the safety help they've, they're leaving big open areas up the middle and so that's why we saw a lot of a lot of big runs up the middle so it's it's i'm trying to be as positive as possible you know saying these negative things with a smile on my face because we won <laughs> but it just it gives me more concern for the for the rest of the season yeah, so there's a, there's a good balance there, right? Like one reason why we do, we like to do these shows on Sunday is because it gives us some perspective, right? You go to sleep, you wake up, drink a little coffee, you know, um, and everything's a little bit the, the morning's brighter. Everything's just a little bit. You can you slept on it. You you feel differently. Um, yeah, I, I kind of feel the same. It's great. North Texas won. Like we, <laughs> this was a should win. <laughs> I joked last week that if we lost lost this game. Then it's time, you know, to have a sit down with Mr. Latrell, you know what I mean? Yeah. Turn things <laughs> in. Say yeah, look, look uh, badge. this is not really working out. Um, but you know, we do have some openings on the parking staff. We definitely need some help over there. So uh, you know. I, I think I think that that's the thing. This is gonna be a win. And you know, like the co- as coaches and whatever like that, they they gotta approach it differently. I'm not a coach though, I'm a fan. I can say that this is supposed to be a win. You know what I mean? That's how it works. Yeah, we we say that, but you know, I was kind of wondering, like, deep in the bottom of the pit of my <laughs> stomach, like, what if, what if it doesn't work out that way? So some of that's being a North Texas fan, and then the other part is like the, uh, you know, just like when it's like when you're too close to the thing, you can see all the stuff, right? That's again using coaches as an example. That's why they are like, uh, like uh, stereotypically worried about everything right because they can and they have to prepare for everything right because if it comes down where they need the you know fourth string kicker and the third string quarterback out there and if they're like you know what 
I really didn't think this was going to happen. I didn't have a plan for this. Everybody's like, what's your problem? Because you're supposed to have a plan. You know, you're supposed to have some kind of <laughs> plan for that. Uh, so they're always thinking, they could beat us, and that guy's good, and I saw the film. Sure. Uh, but barring, you know, catastrophic bad luck, North Texas is going to win this game. The question was, was it going to be ugly, or was it going to be impressive? And, yeah, looking at the 607 yards, most since FIU, the uh, you know fifty nine points most since Nickel State, that's all good. But you know I said they were gonna get that anyway. What I wanted to see is like you know like was it integrity or discipline? I don't even remember. I remember this was execution in the, in, in the locker room when I was a uh, you know uh, not a good athlete. Uh, you know it's like that's what it's what you do when nobody's looking, right? Are you doing the things you're supposed to do all the time, right? And you have you have more room for failure there, uh, you know, more more cushion against the Texas Southern than you do against an SMU, than you will against the UNLV and probably UTSA, UAB, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but what does that mean, right? You know, like are you, how are you playing in this one? I I thought North Texas didn't play to to their potential, and so that was a little disappointing. Uh, but you know, it was fun to roll up yards and that kind of stuff. But I knew that was gonna happen. You know what I mean? I, I watch a lot of football. I'm not I'm not impressed by a long touchdown. I've seen that before. Um <laughs> I, I mean, you know, am am I am I jaded? I don't think so. I just, you know, like I, I know what it is. You know what I mean? You can't you can't resonate <laughs> me. <laughs> I have seen long touchdowns and I've seen many today. <laughs> Please. <laughs> well, yes. Uh that that's basically <laughs> it. All right, so I mean, you know, it, it is what it is, right? I, I think these kinds of blowouts are good, but they're, you know, like I said, I don't did it did it turn everybody excited? Like everybody that came out there, I don't think so. That's what I'm saying is like a lot of people that come to these games have seen a lot of football, and so you can't be like, "Wow, we're so good! Look how we put up so many yards!" Because they're like, "Yeah, not really." Um. So here's Honestly, the. It, I was thinking that we would get more yards, like like several, at least two hundred yard rushers on the night, and that did not happen. Yeah, that that reminds me. I said, you know, like I was, I wrote about the game, and I basically said we should we should basically just dominate. Like Adaway should probably break one, and in this case, it was a Deji, right? And I said key numbers to look for to say is this a great job, two hundred fifty plus yards rushing, and I think that was easy. I think we got three hundred and something. Let me look at it again. Uh, 350. 350, yeah. So, you know, that was kind of coming. And Austin Ani untouched. I think he got chased down once, but he didn't get touched. Four touchdowns, no interceptions. But, you know, the part that bothers me was that he was like 11 for 20. Throw. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, come on, man. Come on. Yeah, 11 for 20 for 218 yards. Like, that should be 15, 16, 17 for 20. You know what I mean? Not 11. Uh, so you know that that bothers me a little bit, but that's just the nature. He's not going to become more accurate in in a week. It's it's it is what it is. Uh, yeah, and I I get what you're saying. And so in response to that, like I felt like they should have the, the game plan should have been you know give Ani some chances short, some high percentage plays. and then you know a lot of down the field attack him. Get let him get used to throwing the ball down the field, down the sideline kind of thing, which I don't think we saw that. <clears throat> Maybe it's because a lot of the plays got broken up. or you know, There were a lot of broken defensive plays on the part of Texas Southern, so Ani was attacking down the field because it was there. I'm not really sure 
you know, I'm, I'm not a coach. Mm-hmm. And but I, I wanted to see that. I wanted to see some some screens, some some crossers. Um, you know, using the tight ends again. Uh, I'm excited that we went down the field, but but you know, I, I wanted Ani to get into a rhythm, and I don't think he did. Yeah, I I, I didn't see. I mean, I didn't see that either. They they kind of came out with their regular offense, and he was throwing high, right? It was like some little post patterns and threw him high. I didn't like that um, that he threw that. I think there is some. I go back and forth on that, right? Like, yeah, let's throw him some easy stuff, but then also these are the things that we're, we work on in practice all the time, right? You know, it's not like a surprise that you got to throw a fifteen yard post pattern. Um, that's what warm ups for, right? I mean, I don't know. I go back and forth on that. I also am not a coach. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, this dude, Preston Landis, got a lot of time, right? Eight carries, 60 yards, and he scored. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? No uh, Johnson, right? Ikiaka Johnson? Akaika Johnson? Is that his name? Akaika? Akaiki. Yeah. And then uh, Varky Gums got a touchdown. That was cool. Um, you know. Is that so, the second one? Uh, on the, on the that, season? I think that's his first. I'll look it up. Yeah. Uh. What? No. I was gonna say. Yeah. No. It was his first of the career. First of his career. It says. It says it here. Um. But no. I was looking for something specific. That. Yeah. Okay. Oscar Attaway, seventeen carries, eighty-five yards. Like that's good. It's, you know. It's okay. That's like you know. Uh. I remember Emmitt Smith late in his career would get like twenty-five carries and then like eighty-nine yards or something like that. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of carries for not a whole lot of yards. Uh. You expect something like what uh, a Deji had, right? 10 carries, 135. I expected Attaway to have the bulk of the carries, but be like 15 carries, 125 yards. I mean, like something where he broke a couple big ones, uh, and then, you know, we're just kind of gaining yards. So I think that that's an indicator that it didn't go as well as we wanted. Uh, and we are missing Dejan Carroll, uh, but, I mean, you know, next man up, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so so to put that a little bit more in perspective, Oscar Attaway, if you take away that long 15-yard run, his average per carry drops to like 4.3. And yeah. you saw that on the field. He was struggling to, not himself, but the line was struggling to to break holes open for him. And so the, the defense was swarming on Attaway when that happened. And his, most of his carries were up the middle, so uh, it was kind of expected, oh, here he comes, go get him. Uh, and a few plays to the outside. Yeah, I mean that that's a sort of the the design of the offense, right? It's like beat you up inside and then hit you on the outside with speed. Um and uh you know like with the with the um the receivers. And so that's expected, but that's it's not unusual for you to, you know, gain some yards there. Um yeah, I don't think the the line is opening up uh uh space for for the backs to run to get a little head of steam. There's a lot of, I get the ball, there's nowhere immediately to run, or I get the ball and then somebody's like hitting them in the backfield. And uh, that's not that's not ideal. Hopefully they, they, they pick it up, right? There's a possibility that with a little bit more rhythm, a little bit more game time, they sort of find what they need to find, and, you know, they hit a streak where they, they start running it up. Um, we have seen most of this offensive line, I know Carroll's out, uh, do well. Right, last season they ran like crazy, um, and once everybody kind of clicks, hopefully it clicks. I think we'll see good things. 
But we are already in week four, entering week four or week three. Stupid. We played four four games. Um, you know, it's silly. Which is crazy. Yeah, so all the good stuff. Six hundred and seven yards, two hundred and fifty nine yards passing, which is okay. Right. Three hundred and forty eight yards rushing, um, thirty four first downs, uh, you know, and, and fifty nine points. The bad. We allowed twenty seven points to Texas Southern. Come on. Right. I can see ten. I can even see seventeen. Twenty seven points. Uh four hundred and fifty eight yards of total offense, two thirty nine passing, two nineteen rushing, twenty six first downs. Not ideal in my brain. Um also, uh Grant Gannell, big guy out there throwing interceptions. Well he threw one. Um not he didn't look comfortable out there. I, I didn't really love that. What did you think about uh Grant Gannell? I wasn't able to watch Grant Gannell. I went out there with my family, and by the middle of the third quarter, by, by the time he, he got his first series in, uh, they were ready. They were saying, I won't go home. <laughs> well, I mean, they put him to bed already. Well, you didn't miss much. It looked like the last week when we saw it versus SME where he did a lot of handoffs, and when he did throw it, you're like, oh, did, is, are you, he's throwing with his right hand, but maybe he's left-handed. Maybe that's why these passes <laughs> look like that. It's going to be a, a reveal. Yeah. I've been doing so terribly, but guess what? <laughs> um, so in the preview, uh, I wrote that I'd like to see Mac look shorter, others get loose deep. I think we did that. Uh, you know, I, I feel like we, we, we touched a lot of stuff here, um, except the defense. I think they sort of regressed a little bit. I don't know if they were trying something new or mixing in some new guys to get them some playing time. But uh, I think overall the defense was very poor. And in a lot of ways maybe poorer than they were against SMU. Because I thought against SMU they were at least playing hard and they just got beat in a couple areas. Mm-hmm. All right, so game day operation staff. Last week, grass was too high. Nobody, you know, was available in a blue lot or something like that. Um, you know, nobody had no no, no paper towels in the, in the fancy club room. What was your experience? I know you didn't go to the fancy club room. What was your experience uh, in the game day uh, section? Was anybody wearing other teams' hats? Uh, yes. I'm trying <laughs> to remember what that team was, uh, but I don't remember. Uh, I, I remember making a mental note. Oh, this guy. <laughs> um, so parking was easy. You know, there's 10,000 fewer people this game, and, and so it was easy to get in, in into the, the parking lot. Uh, the bathrooms, <clears throat> excuse me, the bathrooms by the by the entrance, by the student entrance, none of them had any um, soap in them, mm. uh, which was, was insane because there's hardly any people out there. So it seems like somebody forgot to, to fill up those mm. uh, those dispensers. But but other than that, it, it was fine. Uh, when I when I walked in, uh, you know, the, those uh, competitions they have in between uh, series. Yeah. Uh, there was one where it was like, hey, you can win $1,000 if you kick a field goal. And he was like, hey, you want to kick a field goal? And I was like, <laughs> I would it. want to do it for $1,000. Uh, I do have a partially torn ACL, so I cannot <laughs> kick the ball. Um, so I was like, dang it. And so they, they asked my wife, hey, do you want to go kick a, a field goal? And she just laughed. <laughs> that was my shot. I think I can make a field goal. Um, I keep every time somebody does that, I, say, I would make a sort of joke with my wife. I don't know if I would be great at kicking a field goal. I don't like kicking off the tee thing, but like at the basketball ones where they have to like shoot from half court or something like that, I totally. Yeah. Well, 
I would at least throw it with better form than some of these kids. They're, you know, throwing it. I could do that. Uh, well, the the person that they did have do it t- tonight or last night, uh, he made it. So it was a twenty yard field goal. It's like I could have done that. <laughs> Back in my youth, if I had both my knees, <laughs> totally should have done it with my my left leg. Yeah. Um. Uh, cool. All right. Well, there, there you go. Uh, Aldo says it was fine, but they didn't have any soap. Presumably, you went home and washed your hands. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I just licked my hands. <laughs> I lick them clean. It's fine. It's the same. Uh, so, all right. So next week, looking ahead uh, just a little bit to UNLV. What do we think about that squad? Uh, and, you know, then after after we sort of preview UNLV, I don't really have much to say about it because I haven't watched a lot of UNLV football. Um, they haven't made a yes. whole lot of noise. They lost to Cal. Which is yeah, I don't. I, yesterday was a crazy day. Uh, it's it's hard for me to say one way or another, right? Like, you had the Sun Belt be just showing that they're dominant. Like everybody won in the Sun Belt, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Appalachian uh, Appalachian State, Georgia Southern beat Nebraska late. Um, you know, I, so I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that because it's it's crazy. The Sun Belt made a lot of money yesterday. Yeah, a lot of money, and then they got a lot of prestige. Uh, it was, it was quite ridiculous. Quite. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit. Let me just, I'm going to open up the Sunbelt Conference. We'll use this last portion of the podcast to kind of do that. Cause I think we have more intelligent things to say about that than we do about UNLV where we're like, oh yeah, I saw, we're just going to be reading stats at you. So Georgia. Yeah, and that's what I was about. <laughs> that's what I was about to do. Um, uh, UNLV is not, doesn't look like they can run the ball. Uh, they're trying to pass and it's like uh, a little over 50 percent it might be a very boring game between the two teams all right so north carolina escaped uh by seven against georgia state again it's southern sun belt uh miami like u of m they beat southern miss 30 to 7 that's not terrible ohio state beat arkansas state 45 to 12 uh arkansas state covered by the way southern miss covered they were 27 point underdogs. South Alabama beat Central Michigan. It's not crazy. Uh, I think South Alabama was a dog, but only a six point dog. The big one, Marshall went to, uh, you know, uh, uh, Notre Dame and won 20. Yeah, 26 21. Marshall were 20 point dogs. Uh, They dominated that game because, like, Notre Dame was like, we're trying to drive the score. It was a pick six. Um, and um, you know, easy times. Um, what else? App State beat Texas A&M at Texas A&M, seventeen fourteen. App State were eighteen point dogs. Uh, James Madison won big, sixty three seven. They're a scary team. I don't know about that team, man. Um, you know, there's there's a what are those rules that you don't get in the land war in Asia and you don't play Appalachian State. <laughs> Yeah, like if you're you're like you know what I think we're gonna be ranked top ten. Can we move this game against Appalachian State because they're gonna do it to us? Coastal Carolina beat uh, you know the Coastal Carolina underperformed. They played Gardner Webb thirty one twenty seven. They should have won that game bigger. Uh, Texas State beat up on FIU forty one to twelve. That's a big you know that's a that's a yes. thing. So Troy is one and one. They won thirty eight to seventeen, but Appalachian State 
is going to host College Game Day. It's going to be in Boone because they beat Texas A&M. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, ULM won 35-7. Georgia Southern won 45-12, whatever. Uh, Here you go. In Conference USA, UTSA went to overtime against Army, 41-38. They look like they have some holes. Army's always weird. Uh, And, uh, you know, it was a a tough game. Army's 0-2. But I I thought, here it is. I never really believed a whole lot in UTSA last year. I thought they were very fortunate. They had some magic. When it came down to the wire, they're always pulling it out. In this season, I think they're they're uh, a little less talented here and there, and they don't quite have the same kind of magic. Um, so yeah, I think the army was was getting open deep, and I was impressed by army passing. To be honest, yeah, I couldn't really watch a lot of that UTSA game, not because it was not available, but I was watching Alabama and Texas in 4K. And I mean, it was just yeah. like shine. I was like a moth to a flame. I was like, it's so I could see all the blades of fake grass. It's so basic. It was really nice. Yeah, and so I was like, I'm, I'm not gonna. Watch. It reminded me of those days of HD, and they're like, hey, you get this one in HD, and this will be in standard def. And you're like, you know what? I don't want to watch that. It could have been my mom over here on the side, you know, reading a will to me or something. I'm like, yeah, mom, I don't want to hear this. I'm gonna watch this guy. <laughs> Gotta watch Aldo just, you know, uh, uh, playing cards. Like, it's in HD. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> um, Maryland blew out Char- Charlotte's terrible, guys. They're awful. Which is a bummer. They're, they were like my pick a couple of years ago to be the the up-and-comers. Yeah. Uh, in Charlotte, where uh, Maryland covered plus 28. You know, I'm going to open up this other one, this Action Network one. So I picked all the games against the spread, right? Uh, I had New Mexico State plus seventeen, not not winning outright, but you know covering that spread, and they did. Twenty to thirteen was the final in UTEP. I mean, UTEP plays the most boring games possible. They'll win, but it's like they scored eight points. You're like, how do you what? How how did they score eight? They, they did. They scored it. It's twenty to thirteen. Uh, Rice uh, killed McNeese State fifty two to ten. I figured that was gonna happen. They were ten point favorites. We did not cover. I picked us. Uh, you know minus thirty five. 32 points. That last touchdown, that that did it. And then Grand Gano over there throwing interceptions. Not good for me, guys. Uh, we already talked about Texas State and FIU. Um, 41-12 win by Texas State. They Nobody was at Texas State uh, that game for FIU, in case you were wondering. Lot Tech, 52-17 over Stephen F. Austin. Tech were seven-point uh, favorites. UAB losing at Liberty, 21-14. My goodness. I didn't watch it, but by all accounts, Liberty just, like, bullied them. They out-physicaled them. All the other good stuff that you don't want as a football uh, coach. Um, I think we have to come to the realization that maybe Conference USA is not good. <laughs> uh, I mean, we, have we come to that realization? Or we, 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 should, everybody? <laughs> we should leave this conference. What do you say? <laughs> oh, is Liberty, uh, is this their first year in the Sun Belt? Uh no, Liberty's going to Conference USA, right? Yeah, right, they're going. They're right. going to Conference USA. So this is a, this is a preview. Well, it's not a preview. It's Liberty's replacing UAB, and they beat them twice, right? The UABs are are gold standard, you know, and Liberty's handled them twice. Liberty's beat all, all of us. I don't think they've lost to any Conference USA team in the last two three years. Uh, we beat them the first meeting. Yeah, we're one and yeah. one against them. Yeah, but then they came over here and they beat us with that Malik Willis just doing some Malik ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, this guy is mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, FAU won forty-two to nine. They were eleven point favorites. I got that one right. 
Middle Tennessee, they'll always do this to you. Colorado State were 11 point favorites. Middle Tennessee won 34 to 19. Whatever, whenever you think you understand Middle Tennessee, they mix it up on you. Yeah, you know? I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> like you know what? They've lost 17 straight games by 500 points, and then the next game they play like Oklahoma and they win by you know 50. How? How? What happened? I don't know. Yeah, that's how I did. deal with the devil, I guess. Uh, Charlotte, they're terrible. Maryland went, uh, I think, to Charlotte, and they beat them 56-21. Like Charlotte is not terrible for losing to Maryland, but they were they're just terrible. Um, and they lost to Maryland, right? They're not really competing with them. Maryland's one of those like lower tier teams that you're like, mm-hmm. we should compete. If everything clicks right, we can upset them. Uh, and then we talked about UTSA. So, um, I think the main storylines yesterday bro, in all of college football was like Texas is back, uh, which which has meaning for us in that if UT is good that sort of closes the window of attention for us, right? You know, like I think te- it's like Texas, um, you know, dominates the conversation, especially in North North Texas, and like Oklahoma being good is also bad for North Texas in a way because then a lot of good players go in there. And we're not getting as good of players. Uh, are definitely not as much attention, right? People, a lot of T-shirt fans, spending their time and energies on UT, OU, and the like. Uh, I, I think we had a window. We we sort of missed it. Uh, you saw that UTSA stole a lot of it, and so they have some of that residual good feeling um, around, you know, G5 college football. People are like, you know, you could think, look down there in San Antonio. What, what's it, what, what uh, Jeff Trailer's building? And they give that same storyline, even though, even if they really don't care, right? Uh, so we, we sort of missed the window. Um, it doesn't mean we need to shut it all down, but, you know, it's just something to think about. Um, like, I think Texas is better now than they were, and it will be better. And they're going to the SEC. Uh, it changes things for us. Uh, we're going to the AAC. I'm excited about that. Um, you know, but we got to step up. <laughs> the, the The program has to step up. And that's what I was talking about, like, standards. We can't be happy with, you know, lame stuff. Yeah, no, I totally agree with everything you said. We had that win of opportunity. We had the momentum early on in Latrell's tenure, and then it kind of just fizzled out. Uh, there was a lot of distraction with with uh, Latrell going to the those other team, Kansas State, and what was it, Tennessee or whatever, and and things just just started to fizzled away. Uh, UTC, on the other hand. Uh, Frank, oh, the last coach, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, I can't think of his name either. <laughs> but keep going, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, you know, great, great at recruiting. So he was bringing in a lot of talent. He he beat us out with with getting Frank Harris, uh, to mm-hmm. UTSA instead of at North Texas. And uh, but you know, everybody said he could recruit, just not coach. And so we bring in, they bring in Jeff Trailer, and he's able to take that that uh, talent and and really. Um, drive up momentum for UTSA uh, while we're not doing the same thing. And so it's it's highly disappointing that, that UTSA is getting the attention for the state for, for the mid-majors. Um, and then, you know, you got UT in, in Oklahoma um, also fighting for attention. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you know, I, I feel like we're talking after a loss. So, you know, let, let's let's brighten up the mood just a little bit um, with our favorite fight song. Oh man, it's the it's the sad fight song. <laughs> it's 
the only one I got off. So, well, I just say this: Look, North Texas won, right? You go one and zero every week, and that's all you can do. And they did so. You learn from the bad, and from the good, and you improve on the good, and definitely improve on the bad. We got UNLV on the road. Uh, it's an exciting trip for the, those of us who can make it. <laughs> those of us who can make it. You want the speech with the music? Um, those of us that can make it, uh, go out to Vegas and have a good time. Uh, put some money on uh, your favorite team. Uh, don't don't spend don't spend more than you can. Uh, then you can afford to lose and enjoy it. I, I think this is a good trip. We can win. I can see it. We talked about this, right? UNLV Memphis. If we split these two games, I think we're we're satisfied, right? Uh, and I want to figure it's going to be we win against UNLV because they're, they're more winnable, more beatable, and then Memphis looked pretty good against Navy, right? So that's a team that you're like, ah, they they probably just have a few more horses. Uh, they have a little more, a little bit more together, a little bit like SMU, uh, and maybe we don't, we can't compete. And so, you know, just being realistic, I think we split, we win this week. I know you feel good, right? It will be, what is that, three? Three and one? That's not a yeah. terrible place to be. Mm-hmm. No, think, not at all. Uh, it's good good energy to have in going into the Memphis game. Yeah, you want to win and all the other stuff. Like, and, uh, the, the responsibility, we, I don't want to go to another bowl game and lose. Neither do I. Neither do they. Uh, but it gives them an opportunity, right? Um, at the very least, it puts more evidence on the table. And we can make a decision about the coaching staff, right? That kind of stuff. Like, I like Seth Luttrell. I want him to succeed. I say this all the time. Uh, but I, I feel like I'm deceiving myself. I'm like, no, no, no. He just needs a little. He's had a lot. He's got a good practice facility. He's had a chance to recruit. Um, you know, like, we lost a recruiting guy, but it's his program to build. I don't think relative to the rest of this league that he has had to go without, right? Like definitely compared to, like, say, UTSA he's had he's had an opportunity right Um, I mean and and I think a big part of it is the um, bad hires yeah not finding good hires or or you know like Dan McCartney always said I keep a list in my pocket of of people to to call in in case I lose somebody and I don't know if he's got the same same access to the to those resources well, I, I would say he does. It's just that those numbers that he had were not good. You know, like I thought the defensive yeah. coordinator hire a couple of seasons ago was bad. And if anything, like it didn't knock North Texas off track, but it, it slowed us down. Right. Like, so we're not, he's in what? Seventh year, eighth year, seventh season. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it. It feels like we're a little bit back. So we, we got put on pause and whatever. I don't begrudge anybody making a mistake. I don't begrudge anybody learning from their mistakes. What it happens, right? It, but what we want to see is improvement and betterment. So, um, you know, like I said, I think for, for Seth Luttrell, for this staff, for this team, the goals are in front of them, right? You know, l- losing to SMU was not a season ender, right? You, you know, you can you can go on and do stuff. Last year they lost a bunch in a row, and then they turned that around and win. That's a, a big credit to them. It was tough. Uh, turn around with that Rice game. I was at that Rice game, and it, it was his first season. Seth Luttrell did the same thing. They turn around at that Rice game. Um, but, you know, we need to see. We all have to see improvement because it's harder to sell that same dream in year eight than it is in year two. And I think that's the concern. Um, you know, like to to recruits, to donors, 
to the generic fan. I think you can see some of that, right? The Texas State attendance. Like, attendance is down all across the board. There's a lot of mitigating factors. But you have to worry about that. Is everybody excited about this thing? And it's an easy button to, to click, you know? Fire the coach. Get a new one in. Uh, coaches are important, but they're also not that important, you know? There's there's 150 guys that'll be like, they'll come in and say the same kind of stuff. Well, we just want to work hard and go one and zero every week. It's about building culture. Uh, you know, I look at these men. I want to make them men and leaders. And few, they, there's 150 guys that'll come in and say the same thing. Um, and whether or not they can coach, I don't know. Like actual, actually do it. Uh, if Seth Luttrell really is that great a person, and you, you know, he's making these guys or helping these guys become future leaders of America, and he, sure, he's worth every dollar, but. I don't know, right? Everybody's replaceable in my mind. I'm very replaceable. Uh, I, I can tell you that. So, Gina's like, no, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is pretty replaceable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, when I walked into the kitchen, it was like a couple weeks ago, and the kids thought I was, it was my wife, and they looked at me, and then my youngest goes, ah, oh, dad, and she just thumbs down. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> yep, dad life. Boo. <laughs> yeah. Um so all that need anything uh, from you. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, ugh, you can make me clean something up. Uh, <laughs> all th- all that said, right? I think uh we still have the goals in front of us. Beat UNLV, that's doable. Memphis is beatable. It's sort of like draw on the lessons we learned against SMU and let's be better in that one. And then, you know, I forget what the schedule exactly is after that, but there's nobody that can't be beat on this schedule. Even UTSA, very beatable. UAB, very beatable. Um, you know, like, it, it's... As we grow into the roster again, right, getting shorter back, everybody getting in rhythm, Bush showing some things, Macklin showing some things, we can surprise some teams, right? Um, yeah, I, I think so. I think just getting into a rhythm, it will, it will get better. Uh, it's just things have felt the drives have felt disjointed mm-hmm. like there's no plan you know passing's not working so let's try to run it let's try to run it let's try to run it and then sprinkle in a pass here and there and uh, you know they're not showing they're not teaching uh, or not teaching but uh Ani's not keeping the ball when he's supposed to or, or keeping the ball when he's not supposed to um it, it's it, i don't know what, what what else to say to that you know it's it's it needs to be this team has been together. These set of players have been together long enough to be a little bit better when it comes to execution. Yeah. I mean, I think this offense is not as explosive as it was in years past. I mean, there's no, you know, not to knock anybody, there's no uh, Jalen Darden, who plays tonight for the Bucks, by the way. Um, there's no Jalen Darden out there that can catch something and turn it into uh, a score from anywhere on the field in the same kind of way. So that limits the offense a little bit. Um, and I, I think everybody knows, like, well, key in on Attaway, key in on uh, on uh, Adeyi, the run game. And we got to keep him honest. That's Ani's job. On, uh, Ani, Shorter, Macklin, Ward Jr., or whoever else is going to be out there, Rod Burns. Um, keep him honest so we can keep trucking away with, with Attaway. It's not a bad offense. It, the offense has been good. We've actually moved the ball well against every team we played. Uh, we just didn't get the executions, the details, right? We didn't punch it in against SMU. We didn't get the first downs against SMU. We do it, do it behind the guy against SMU. But you can see the ideas are sort of there. The opportunities were there. We hit Macklin in deep. 
Shorter's kind of getting uh, back to his old self. You know, it's okay. There's there's terrible there are terrible teams in Conference USA. UTEP, we played them. They will happily give you the game. You know what I mean? They're like, well, we're whooping you, and now we're going to score this touch. Whoop, 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 whoop. You know, and they fall over. And, you know, so they'll help you with that. Rice will help you with that. Uh, FIU, not good, you know? Like, there are teams that are good, but they're in that same good area as North Texas where you're like, you know what? On their day, they're kind of scary, but they just always find a way to hurt themselves or, you know? Some guy checks out on defense and he starts staring off in the. It's like the kids, right? When they're like, hey, look, a plane. And they're playing. <laughs> no, kids, you're playing soccer. Let's play soccer. Look, everybody, I'm playing. They all run off. Sometimes it seems like the defense does that, but, you know, we'll be all right. Anything else you so want to question for you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. on the fight song, did you record that? Uh, I'm not going to reveal the origins, <laughs> the secret origins. Right. Whoever recorded it, were they crying as they were <laughs> recording it? Because that's, it sounds like they were crying. Like secret. I can't tell you. The... <laughs> it's like that, that flute girl with, uh, for Vanderbilt that was yeah. crying. I feel like that's what was happening when, when that was being recorded. Yeah. I mean, if I recall, I think I'm trying to look, remember this. Uh, well, well. I think I, I have to th- do some thinking and remembering to figure out where and when this was recorded. But uh, it was not, it was, I don't think it was crying. But if it helps everybody imagine, you know, like put them in a headspace. Yeah, this is crying, crying piano player. Uh, Teardrops falling on the keys. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's better that it's all disjointed and janky. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been. The Mingre Nation podcasting. This is episode 170, if I remember right. Uh, and uh, we're glad you listened. Enjoy your day. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, it's podcast at mingrenation.com. Including, they'll be, they'll go to Aldo also. I'll, I'll let him know what you said, good or bad. Uh, you can get us on Twitter. Aldo, you're on Twitter, right? Yeah, Aldo, A-L-D-O, Avina, A-V-I-N-A. Don't don't let them take away the Inya, man. It's in Avinia. Well, if you did that on Twitter, then you wouldn't find me. Yeah, and I get it. Um, and so you know, we're occasionally on the GoMingGreen.com forum, uh, hither and thither. Um, yeah, so that's what's up. Uh, go Ming Green. I'm enjoying. Yeah, I think today, if you want to go to the soccer game, like Texas Tech plays at North Texas, right? I think that's how it works. The women's soccer team. I knew that. Uh, you know what? On Thursday, or, or was it this Thursday or last Thursday, the women's soccer lost to SMU three nothing. So SMU just better than us in all respects. They even My beat goodness. our strongest team. Yeah, sad times. Hey, well, but we've got a lot of championships from last year: softball, <laughs> soccer, soccer. Yeah, um, yeah, they won. And basketball. Yeah. Uh, a lot of winning teams. A lot of winning happening at North Texas. So you know. Maybe you throw Seth Luttrell out. He's a one coach. It wasn't hired by Ren Baker. Ren Baker picks the winning teams. He picks the championship winners, uh, I guess. Ladies and gentlemen, we are done. We'll see you next time. Bye. Coming green.